The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. And now, The Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier and welcome to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool. Do you remember us? <laughs> it's been a while and you might not realize who you're listening to right now. You're thinking, wait, they sound a little familiar, comfortable right. and somewhat known, but yet strange and different. <laughs> Nah, it's still the weird Missy. Yeah, really, it's still this weird Missy. <laughs> and Cam, and it is good to be with you, and we do apologize for not being with you well, for a while. But not life, really. Well, no, I mean, I feel I feel bad we haven't been able bad, to do. Because we've had a podcast. lot, a lot, a lot of people throwing some serious shades of guilt at me. Like, oh, I mean, I don't, they don't mean to make it seem that way, but when I read them, I just go, oh, oh, I feel like so bad, because I'm like, okay, Quit it with the guilt. I have cancer. I'm going to keep throwing out that damn cancer card every single time I can. And the thing is, is that, yeah, we got busy. And I am now on a, a chemo maintenance regime, which has me getting infused every three weeks. And I'm still sick as shit for like a week, five days after. Or poop, whatever. Um, I'm still sick for five to seven days after. And so then it's catch up. On the stuff I didn't get to get done when I wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're behind on everything. We're behind on we're everything. We're behind on the podcast. We're behind. Behind. Behind in the garden. Yeah. And so it, it makes it also kind of hard to, like, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about how far behind we are. And yeah, nobody wants to hear that, we're right? Gonna, how suck we, how suck we, how, <laughs> how bad we suck as gardeners <laughs> that we had to buy a CSA. There you go. I've admitted it. Yes. What, what does the CSA stand for? Um, community Supported Arc. Agriculture. Okay. Yes, and this is a friend of ours who yeah. is doing her CSA for the very first time. Very first time, and I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, being supportive. Right. So, well, and look, even last year, our garden was peppers and tomatoes. That was that was pretty much it. We had a pumpkin and patch and okay, come on, don't sorry. forget all the basil. Like, way too much basil. Pumpkins that were starting great, and then the pumpkin bugs. Yeah, uh, ended the squash, up getting bugs, the squash just bugs totally took over. Right. We had. Uh, well, we did have a lot, a lot, a lot of tomatoes. No, we did. But and what we, I'm saying is, like the the CSA stuff is stuff that we typically don't grow. Like we just like got some lettuce and, some and collards. collards. Right? I don't I don't like greens enough to grow them. But if I get a small bag, I will cook them. Well, the first year that we had a garden, we tried to plant cabbage. We tried to plant. We had baby bok choy, and that worked out well. That was in the raised bed. But we had, uh, yeah, because we had problems with snails and, and bunnies. Little, and worms. Yeah, little the tiny worms. The cabbage heads would get just grossly infested with these little tiny green worms. So I didn't get any decent cabbage. We did get good um, bok choy because it was in the raised bed. So maybe the squirrel, the snails, or the bugs couldn't climb up the sides. Right, I don't know. I don't either. But. I don't know. And they also, baby bok choy is... Like if you're talking about a head of cabbage, you know we're talking baby bok choy in comparison. Now this is not true uh, germination, okay? But if you're looking at a baby bok choy, we're talking ready by ten days versus a cabbage ready by thirty days. Right. And so it's gonna if you have a head that the longer a piece of fruit or vegetable is in the garden, the longer it's gonna be has time to be messed with. Yeah. So. So uh, anyway, long story short, our, our garden is right behind. We uh, we did use the greenhouse yep. this spring, and it actually worked out really well. Yeah, um, got a lot of tomatoes and r- some pepper plants. 
The peppers, I would think, would do better in the heat, but they weren't doing that great. But everything's out now in outside of the greenhouse, acclimating to the outside weather and getting rained on and getting oh, used to Oh, do you the rest of the outside. stuff out, too? Most, almost everything is outside. Okay. There were a couple of things that I was I didn't have room for, and I was really afraid of the chickens eating. But Yeah. So the, the one thing that we did manage to do that so far has been really successful, um, potatoes. Yes, we have. Um, we've been uh, growing the potatoes in plastic grow bags that I got from some online website. I don't remember the name. It began with an H, so good luck. <laughs> but if you just do a search at any garden supply store, you will find grow bags. And they have grow bags that are made out of, um, uh, you know, those. Uh, when you go to a, some of those fancy stores and they give you the shopping bags and they're made out of that sort of kind of almost cheap papery plastic mm-hmm. paper fabric yeah, it's kind of real like crinkly and yeah almost it almost has that wax paper feel to it yeah but it's a little it's more fabric than that right and I, there's a store and if i said the name of the store you would know exactly what i meant by the bag type but it's more like a it's more like it's more like felt but fabric so it's thinner okay. and it doesn't have much substance okay but there's a lot of um there's a couple of different grow uh gardening stores in, including like the garden store or the gardener's store um that sell those types of bags so that you can recycle them you can keep using them year after year these plastic bags are more of a one-use thing right but yes the potatoes are doing Awesome. They're doing great. In the bags yep. on the side of the greenhouse. The only thing I have to do is top them off with some more dirt and unroll them. But yeah, I actually found a little potato in there about a, a four or five days ago. I went kind of sticking my finger in and I poked and I was like, oh, I found a little tiny potato. Oh, cool. So yeah, it's working. It's yeah. working. So yes to the grow bags. Yeah. And, uh, and and so we have potatoes. We have a few onions in our, our front raised garden beds. I had bought some strawberry plants and some pine berries, which are they were the really neat looking they're, they're like white strawberries with tiny red seeds yeah uh, and, they're, and they're supposed to taste like pineapple and they're ridiculously hard to grow ridiculously hard to grow but i also bought them from tractor supply and then we managed to get them out of the box and into the ground two weeks later which was probably too, too late, long because they were dead but the problem was is that um April sh- we didn't have an April showers that bring May flowers. We had April snowstorms, right? So it wasn't like there, we could have put them out any earlier. Yeah, and so but so we no we we seriously had you know within a period of like three weeks snow and then ninety five degree weather. Yeah, in April. In, in April and early May. Yeah, Mother Nature is seriously smoking crap. <laughs> Go home, you're drunk, lady. Just stop right now. And right, right now it's pouring. Yeah, and it's going to be pouring for the next like three or four days. So again, we can't really do much in the uh, in the garden area. But the one other thing that we did do that I'm proud of this spring is uh, towards the back part of our property. In fact, it is the back part of our property. Uh, there's a, a hill that goes down to a creek, and there's a bit of a, a bottom land. It's bigger than I thought. Uh, yeah, I it's, because it's, we let it grow. Right. And so we had allowed this to get overgrown. And we really this is where we go down and we shoot. And so every year we've had a smaller and smaller space to shoot. <laughs> because I swear <laughs> it looks like something like crazy Oompa Loompa Dr. Seuss land with the, t- the, the, the how tall some of those crazy weedy flowers can get. Right. So we got that all cleared out. Uh, put grass seed down, which doesn't seem to have really taken because the weeds are coming back up. But at least now they're manageable because I can go and I can mow. Uh, and I managed to do that before all of the rain started. So I, I feel good that I'm keeping up with that. We, we want to build like a platform. We're going to have a tent down there and put a big fire pit down there. But that's going to be our shooting spot. And 
if we don't keep up with the garden this summer, then uh, that's fine. At least we can keep that up. We, well, not only can we keep that up, but, you know, if we're not going to be spending every day out in the garden, then that's going to allow us to do other stuff around the farm that we've wanted to do. Yeah, that's um, true. And, and the we way can. I look at it, we've had, this is our sixth year. No, no this is our fifth, fifth year. Because we, we moved right, into the winter. Yeah. So this is our fifth year. We've done, you know, we've, we've, we've expanded our garden offerings, I think, every year. We've, we did, because we started with two or three rows of raised beds, and then I had the whole thing made into raised beds, and I held the whole thing razzed and made into regular beds, and then we changed it around and moved it up and down. And, yeah, we've made a lot of changes, and you're right. If, the, if we don't have to worry about working in the garden this year, we can work on things. I, I, I need to fence the garden still. Right. Posts are there. Yeah. But we still haven't put fencing haven't up. Fence so up, so. I, I'm okay with taking this summer off or at least doing some part-time gardening right, we'll and get keeping veg- it to the raised cause, beds. Because we'll get vegetables from uh, Dirty Knees Farm mm-hmm. and uh, through the CSA. I think next week we might even start to get carrots. Hey, nice. I know. I'm excited. And I've gotten a lot of radishes, so I'm going to turn those into kimchi. Excellent. All right. So we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to get you caught up on everything Miss E, because I know a lot of you are wondering how she is. And we have much more. 40 Acres and a Fool on the way, so stick around. We'll be right back with more right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray. It's insanity. I hate this spin. The top 1% are going to control 66% of the world's wealth if we don't stop them with communism. This is like a bakery. Bake your own pie. It's not just a pie. Go bake more. The ingredients are all contained in a free market system. Put them together and come up with your pie, stupid. Pat Gray. Weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards and... Miss E and Zelda. And Zelda. Yeah, you might hear some heavy breathing. That's that's not either of us, by the way. That's just the puppy dog who is getting awfully big the last time Zelda went to the vet. Uh, 67 got, pounds, I think, something like that. That was like a couple that. of months ago. That that's was, when she got spayed. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess we should, uh, some more a, sad news, actually, and then we'll, we'll move on to happier stuff. Um, Booker is no longer with us. We unfortunately had to put Booker down, and it was a really, really sad day and a couple of sad days and, and uh, weeks, but um, he is in a better place now across the, uh, the Rainbow Bridge, and yep. the much better news is that Missy is still with us, and... Is actually doing pretty good tonight. Yeah, I actually feel good. Um, but yeah, so I'm on a, a, um, a th- every three week chemo maintenance regime, and my my family have been like, "Well, how long is that going to be?" I'm like, "Um, because I don't even know." <laughs> the only thing I do know is that the latest medication that they introduce, I can't take more than two years. Right. So there you go. This is my life every three weeks for the next two years, which was another reason why the podcast was sort of like on the back burner because. I got enough sh- stuff. stuff to think about. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, they threw another drug in, and this drug is supposed to be like the wonder drug that they've... If you've seen commercials for it, it's called Ketrudia. And if you've seen commercials for it, because I saw the commercial for it after I talked to the doctor, and the commercial made it sound like this was the drug of last resort. This was the thing they gave you when nothing else worked, and you're going to die anyway, but you might live three months longer. But the actual reality is, is that they've done some um, significant studies, and they have shown that when this drug is introduced earlier into people's cancer treatments, it just pretty much quote unquote makes the tumors melt away. Yeah, that was one of the what one of the doctors had to say. Yeah. And I was excited about this because I I saw the I guess the news broke about those studies like it was the week that you went in uh, for your chemo and he said that he was going to introduce it. So it was like two or three days beforehand. And and I'm the guy who Every time we go and we talk to the doctor, I'm like, hey, hey, did you read this news story? Have you seen about this study? Have you talked, you know, and I'm sure he rolls his eyes and like, okay, dude. But he's a nice know. But guy. he's a really nice guy. And and so before I could even say anything, he said, okay, so I, I, I want to talk to you about this uh, immunotherapy drug. Yep. And I was like inside. I was like, yes, you know. And I think you you didn't know really about no. this stuff, and so you're kind of like, oh, what's this all about? Oh, great, another poison in my body. But, Yay me. Yeah, but really, the the test results for the study results for the immunotherapy when it has been introduced early is really really uh, good. And I'm, 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 I actually am kind of excited. And thankfully, my got my my prior approval from my uh, uh, my insurance company. Like the day before, I had to go to chemo. Usually, I'm like getting them like a week later. Cause I'm like, oh, really? You guys finally got around to right. saying yes to this drug? Well, well and got it. and I was I was pleasantly surprised too because I was there was a small part of me that wondered if the insurance company wasn't going to say no because You're not we just got <laughs> right. Well, exactly because of this study just coming out, but the guidance. That that doctors are now getting is start using this drug as early as possible. In fact, if you had been diagnosed now, they would have given you this drug before you had your surgery. Oh, just to get rid of the giant tumor? Well, oh. not to get rid of it, but to shrink it down. And and so maybe they wouldn't have had to take out as much of your lung as they had to. Ah, uh, okay. They would have gone, they, you would have gone through a course of this treatment, I think, before they had done the surgery. That would have been kind of nice if I didn't actually have to have the surgery because I've got, like... I still have residual nerve damage because it's like a six-inch long incision in my rib cage on my left-hand side. Yeah. And it was right on my bra band, so I couldn't wear a bra for the longest time. And when you're a full-chested woman like Missy is, that is not <laughs> a cool thing. That whole, hey, yeah, I'm burning my bra, BS on that. I need mine until the day I die. Um, and so that was not cool. And then, I, like I said, I have weird numbness. So, like, I'll scratch on my side, and I'll actually feel it in a different place. Mm. Or I won't feel it at all. Yeah. So it's yeah. So that would have been nice, but whatever. Stuff happens for a reason. Exactly. Um, and I'm still not dead. Um, nope. And my hair didn't fall out again, and it's still this curly stuff on my head. But I'm having fun. I'm just coloring it whatever color I can get away with. I'm trying something new. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's a conditioner, overtone. right? It's called Overtone. It's a hair coloring conditioner. So I got to give everybody the review after I'm done with that. Okay. This one's extreme red. And, and listen, your hair is getting longer, and as your hair gets longer, it gets less curly because your length is pulling it out and the weight's pulling it out a little bit. But. Also, because I haven't washed my hair in like a week and I don't care. <laughs> so there you go. But I think I you. Know how, I don't know how curly hair people do it. Do you guys have to wet your hair? Do you have to style your hair every day? I get out of bed and I'm like. Oh dear blob! What on earth is this mess on my head? And I'm lucky if I like run my fingers through it, or just sort of wet it and do something. But 
this is this curly haired. If you have to do something with it every day thing, I'm I told you at one point I was just like, I'm just, I'm just going to shave it off again. I don't I don't know if I like this, but I'm, it looks like I'm stuck with curly hair. So there we go. Yeah, I like it. I'm glad I like think it looks great. Thank you. I have gotten compliments. It's not my favorite thing, but I like it. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm not dead. There we go. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, art projects, you've been doing lots of arts and crafts, including uh, I think you've posted <laughs> pictures on uh, Instagram at Corny Goat Farm. I put some on Corny Goat Farm. The octopus it's hat. Called, it's called the Twisted Kraken. And um, if you Google the the pattern, you can purchase it. This woman sells these really cool patterns. She's got this one, which is like a crazy octopus hat with eyeballs on the top. And she's got another one that looks like uh, a big armor with horns on the side. And she's got another one that looks like a unicorn with like uh, uh, crocheted curly Q ruffle mane. Like if you, but they're all crochet patterns. But if you can crochet, these are some of the funnest little, and I think it's called arumagami. It's like that Japanese like crochet uh-huh. to make things. But yeah, so I made one. So a friend of a friend of ours has a daughter that we met. Mm-hmm. And uh, a while back, she had found this something on Pinterest, and they were shark socks. And they were they make it look like once you put your foot in, it looks like the shark's mouth <laughs> is eating your foot. Yes, that was bullet. By the way, sorry. Let's or maybe that was Zelda. Let's just was, keep going. That was Zelda. Anyway, so the, it looked like when you put the shark on the, the sock on, it looked like the shark was eating your foot, and it was hilarious. So she loved them, and I made her and her daughter a pair. She's a marine biologist, by mm-hmm. the way. And so recently, well, not recently, it was in November. She found this hat, and she was like, "Can you make this for me?" I'm like, "If you buy the pattern, I will make it." And she did, and I did, but it took a while because I had a couple other projects to get finished. And I sent it to her in Japan because her husband's Navy, so they're stationed over in Japan. Right. She sent me back pictures. She loved that thing. And then my old, our, our the oldest son who lives at home was like, make me one. So I made him one. Now I'm making my daughter one. But I made one to uh, give to the Farmville friends of the NRA when they do their, then their dinner mm-hmm. and they do the auction. I made one out of camo with... Um, blaze orange, blaze orange suckers in the tentacles. Yeah, it, it's it's actually really kind of cool looking. Uh, all I have to do now is finish the eyeballs, but I'll be posting pictures of that soon. If you're a rave kid who likes to hunt, uh, have we got <laughs> have we got the, the headgear for you? For you. So <laughs> I'm thinking maybe you need to uh, crochet one of those like Viking helmets that you talked about too, because that would probably be a big hit for the uh, Heart of Virginia Friends of NRA dinner. Oh yeah, that would be. Yeah, I might have to buy that pattern. But yeah, I, I this, think so. So I have to like I'll, sh- I'll throw the shout outs. It's a twisted hatter, but the hat is called Twisted Kraken, K R A K E N, and it's oh, it's it's really fun to crochet because you're it's you're constantly moving or you're making all these little pieces and they're short rows and it's a lot of fun. Um, but if you have if you have a hard time crocheting as far as like. Um, Arthritis and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it don't bother. There's a lot of you're a lot. You're doing a lot of work. Okay. The the tentacle, the suckers are yeah. popcorn stitches. So for every stitch that you're making, you're actually making you're actually making five stitches to create one. So you're doing for every row, you're actually doing like 17 times more work than a normal row. Oh wow! So you're doing a lot more and you're using a lot more yarn. So you're doing a lot more with your hands. So it's a lot. It's interesting. Like I said, it's fun. It's fun to make. Speaking of doing stuff with your hands, you realize this is a podcast, so we can actually see you as you're describing this. No, I know. When when Missy's going off mic a little bit, because she's showing me everything with my hands. You don't need to show me. And I'm not even Italian. I know. Maybe we just need to have like maybe we just need to have a video component. No, no, No. my hair looks horrible. (laughs) And I'm wearing this T-shirt. I love this T-shirt, but I'm wearing. 
wearing this t-shirt so right I, now, and I, I wouldn't want this on, on a video Yeah, either. so I, I bought Miss E a t-shirt when I was in Dallas for the uh, NRA annual meeting from the uh, Pecan, it was Pecan Lodge Barbecue, and uh, they have a a dinner that you can order that's called the Hot Mess. And so they have a t-shirt that on the back has the logo of Pecan Grove, and on the front it just says hashtag Hot, hot Mess. mess. And, uh, and so I had to get that from Miss E. So I tell you what, why don't we take a time out when we come back, you can ask me about uh, oh, what yes. I've been up to over the past couple of months, including that trip to the annual meeting yes, in Dallas. Yes, because you weren't here for a week. I was not. Ugh, uh, I know. It sucks. Eh, it's okay. Don't know what you got till, till he's gone, right? Exactly. But then you got to be like Mr. You know, Rockstar, so that's always fun for you. <laughs> All right, stick around. We've got more Cam and... No, not more Cam and Company. No, 40 more Acres and a 40 Fool. More 40 Acres and a Fool coming up right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc. Necessities. We have to give them shelter, food, water, and medicine. I disagree, but there's an argument to be made. But there is no argument for any reasonable person to say somebody breaks into a country and on top of all that other stuff you've given them, we're going to give you free or discounted college at taxpayer expense. The morning blaze. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, we have an audience of dogs here for this segment on 40 Acres and a Fool. Yeah, and they're hiding under the table and breathing heavily around us. So. <laughs> but that's better than not being around because when Zelda disappears for a while, she's usually chewing on something she d- shouldn't be. So. Yeah, yeah. Not quite a year old. She'll be a year in August. And uh, yeah, she's still very much a, a teething 70 plus pound puppy. Yeah, with giant teeth. Yeah, so uh, she does do some serious damage. She does. I would get updates when I was in Dallas uh, about you would just text me, your darn dog just ate X. She ate Y. She took a loaf, not a loaf, she took a skein of yarn. I brought yarn specifically to make Kid 5 one of those twisted Kraken hats. Mm hmm. And I was dumb, and I left it in the bag on the couch where I didn't think, you know. But, yeah, she took out a look, and it was all over the floor. It was like, if I had the patience of a saint or a Buddhist, maybe I could have turned that back into a ball of yarn. But at that time, I was just like, (laughs) I just as soon just wrap Zelda all in it and let her figure it out. But... Yeah, I had to get another scanning yarn for that. So. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay, but you had fun in Dallas. It was it it was um, not as horribly protested as I was thinking it was going to be, which was good. Mm-hmm. I was really afraid for you this year. That's you know that's been my experience is that um, people, even the people who don't like the NRA and who want to protest the NRA, tend to want to protest the NRA away from. The, the NRA. Uh, and yeah, because except for the time that the president and the vice president were there speaking, everybody's armed. <laughs> well, yeah, and look, I mean, violent crime dropped in Dallas by about yeah. a third when we were there, which which also typically happens. Everybody's really nice. Everybody had a great time. Uh, and, you know, and people don't go to an NRA in so they can fight with no. people. They go to the NRA in so they can 
go to like the world's biggest family reunion. So everybody's in a good mood and uh, all the new stuff. Yeah. And there was a lot of cool stuff. I actually was able to, to walk around the show uh, more than I typically have been able to in the past. So I was actually able to go to a lot of the booths and I was able to go to Springfield Armory and uh, go to SIG and see the, uh, uh, the 365 that's like the new subcompact. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and it's really nice. I was able to go by Mossberg. What's that and, uh, I think it's 9 millimeter. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was able to go by Mossberg and saw some really cool stuff that Mossberg's doing. They're, they're, they have this little... Uh, thing called the shockwave uh which is like a really it's not actually classified as a shotgun it's classified as a handgun um but it shoots 12 gauge they've got 20 gauge and then they just introduced 410 which is like the smallest shell so they have a handgun that shoots shotgun shells yeah what would you use that for home defense yep you could use it for home defense okay um but so you don't kill somebody you put some serious freaking hurt in them well i mean you know i mean i guess you could kill them if you're close enough yeah but it's a self-defense gun i would think primarily although the guy that i was talking to at mossberg says they actually have used it to shoot sporting clays and it's really fun it's just a you know just a fun fun gun to shoot got a chance to uh talk with guys like marty daniel of daniel defense uh, and uh, uh, the folks at Dwayne Liptak at Magpul had a chance to meet him for the first time. Got a chance to meet Stephen Williford, uh, the man from Sutherland Springs who stopped the shooter at the First Baptist Church. The, oh, uh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So that was really awesome, getting a chance to meet him and uh, uh, just so many other awesome people I got to meet for the first time, got to meet and see again, and... It's just, yeah, it's always a really good occasion. Record-setting attendance this year. Really? Oh, yeah. So the bar is set high and for Indianapolis next year. all those people signed a petition. They didn't want the NRA annual meeting in Dallas. What What on earth? I know. And and yet. It must have helped all the businesses. Oh, I was. <gasps> and all the income from all the people spending money on food and Ubers and taxis and buses. Yeah, there was really. Oh, Dallas. Oh, it was horrible for you to host the annual meeting this year. Suck it, by the way. <laughs> Well, most of the people, no, you don't have to suck at Dallas because most of the people were, were great. I mean, there was like one restaurant that I was aware of that the owner tried to get snarky. Well, I saw Ellen's. that receipt thing, but yeah. I, well, I read the backstory on that. So what happened was is they were re- re- restrained by a Twitter thing. They only had so many characters. No, that wasn't it. That well, was, that's what they said. They only that had was, so many That was what they said when they, they started s- getting grief. And then after the convention was over, they said, never mind, we're actually donating our profits to every town for gun safety. And Oh, well, yeah. F them, man. Yeah, they. They, they, Here, they, I tried to point them nah. out as a better thing, but nah, okay, they, don't they were, eat at Elizabeth's at in Elizabeth, no, Dallas. No, not Elizabeth's. Quit it. Just stop. No, no, that was the place. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like Ellen's. Ellen's, Elizabeth, whatever. It <laughs> just, began with an E. Just stop. Don't eat there. <laughs> Go look it up. Go Google the story and then don't eat there. Hey. I'm doing a PSA, man. <laughs> well, you got to do a PSA with all the right information. You can't just be like, it's Elizabeth's. It's not good. Because then there's, who knows if there's an Elizabeth and maybe there's Second Amendment supporters. That's true. You know? Everybody named Ellen is bad. There's no, actually a kid named David Hogg who's a Second Amendment supporter. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. There's a kid named David oh, Hogg who's a Second Amendment supporter. Versus the David Hogg. Versus who, the one who's not. Who's, Absolutely. Who's, but, you know, we live in a day and age, unfortunately, when away. increasingly 
uh, you know, accuracy matters less than the clicks. And that's 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 problematic for that's truly problematic. That's a word that gets overused these days, but that's truly problematic. So anyway, I digress. It was a it was a good annual meeting. Uh, I think the bar has been set high for Indianapolis in 2019. Maybe you could actually make it to that one. I would like for you to go and experience an annual meeting at some point because you've never been to one because somebody has to stay home with the kids and the dogs and the animals and everything. Well, but next year, we'll have an 18-year-old. Exactly. Who's probably still living probably here. Probably still going to be here, or at least close by. If he's it's not Restaurant Ellen's. Don't eat there. Okay, there you go. So, you're fine if there's an Elizabeth don't, don't and you want to yeah, eat there. Eat Elizabeth. We don't know anything <laughs> bad about Elizabeth. But, um, yeah, they were jerks, they lied, and then they donated their money to the guns. And that, that organization is just problematic in itself. I know. I know. But we talk about that stuff on Cam and Company. Okay, we can ignore it here then. <laughs> but we can talk about what? What do we what do we have? Oh, so what we didn't talk about is we still have fermenting peppers. Oh, we do. Because I don't have a food processor. Okay, so yeah, I think so this week I need to buy a food processor. Are the only are these two jars that I'm looking at the only two jars of no, fermented peppers? There's some over there. Okay. And then there's some over there. Okay. So there's about 14 quarts total. The thing that the only thing we lost this year were the Carolina Reapers. Those Carolina Reapers that I used a new Mm -hmm. system for, and don't use that system. The system with like the little rubber nipple on top. It was the silicone nipple with the little glass puck thing that was supposed to hold things down. It let too much air in. Every single jar got got mold. And I had to throw them all away. And I had to throw everything away because the silicone, after being, you know, soaked in Carolina Reaper essence right. is not ever going to come back. Um, but yeah, I'm not using that again for fermented peppers. I might try it again for short-term fermentation. Um, like um, coleslaw, or not quick coleslaw. Pickles. Uh, quick pickles. or um, uh, cabbage or kimchi when you only need to leave it on the counter for a week or two. Mm-hmm. But these fermented peppers, I like them to ferment almost like a whole year right. because they're whole peppers that we're shoving in these jars yep. and I'm pureeing the whole thing. So I want, I want everything to break down. I want this, I want the, I want the cell walls to be easily um, ground. So I want the soft, the skins to be softer, everything. I cut off the stems and I leave a little open space for the, 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 the brine to get in. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm using my hands again, but, um, <laughs> but I, 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 I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to the other way. I'm just going to yeah. stick to this. It's worked for me for years. Right. It makes a great hot sauce. And I'm really sorry that I ended up wasting that entire box. I didn't I, I didn't think I was wasting it. I thought it was going to go to good use. And I felt really bad that dude sent me an entire box of Carolina Reaper peppers. And they all went to the poop can. Um, but if you send me more, I promise I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> and that won't happen again. Oh, and I ran out of vanilla extract. So there you go, Brian. <laughs> okay. Do we have another bottle of hot sauce to trade with Brian? Oh, yeah. I got more hot sauce. Okay. I got the last year's batch. Or okay. you can just, you know. Freckles Green Death? Tweedle. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's oh, pretty good. It is good. Oh, so so I sent our old, our neighbors in our old neighborhood, their, mm-hmm. their second son loves hot sauce. So I sent him a bottle of the first batch. Yeah. And then a bottle of Freckles Green Death. He and his friends killed the first bottle. They could barely tolerate the second one. Really? They're like, it's a dare now. Oh, and then wow. The Freckles Green Death. So, and I never heard from our friend, like, ever, did he ever have a shot of that? I, you know, I have to ask him. Because that was, he was the one, the one that who said. The one who was drinking the first bottle. He was drinking my hot sauce by the shot. 
And I thought, well, okay, you go for it. But that was a mixture of hot and sweet peppers. Since then, all of my ferments are all hot peppers. Different types of hot peppers, but they're all just hot. Okay. So every batch is going to be hotter. And every batch is going to be different because you never know what you're going to get. Right. So who knows what colors this is going to be. I was going to say, if last year's was Freckles Green Death because it turned into this like pasty green uh, this year, our, our buck is Chico. Chico. So this is going to have yeah, to be Chico-themed. Chico hot. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a timeout? We come back, we will hear from you because uh, we've had a lot of emails uh, during our time away. We're not going uh, to have time to get to no, all of them, but we will, hardly. We will we'll get to a, a, a like reader a representative sample. Call. Thank you so much. Blah, 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 right. for writing us. And by the way, good luck. Good. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, prayers. Yay. Yeah. We'll cover everything. We'll we'll cover all that and more, so stick around. We've got more 40 Acres and a Fool coming up next. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool here on the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards and Miss E with you. And um, see, again, like I, I was wondering how long it's been since we've done a podcast. And I'm going back through our emails. And here's one from Steve in March. Yeah, it's been March. Uh, yeah, Missy and Cam, I've been listening to your podcast since the very first one. And it's only May, by the way. I know, I know. It. And I must say, it's been a roller coaster ride, to say the least, he says. I feel. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it has been a roller coaster. <laughs> okay. Bleep out the S word in the first segment and the fourth segment. Just making a middle note here for the uh, producers there at the place. They'll figure it out. Uh, I'll start singing and they'll bleep that out, too. <laughs> Steve says, I feel I know you both as friends, even though we've never met. I've been commenting on your Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms, and they're always fun to read and comment on. Steve says, I spent the summers of my youth in Colorado outside of Pagosa Springs Hmm. in the two-building town of Cromo. Two-building? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Where I visited my family's working cattle ranches. Ah. My grandparents built a small cabin where we stayed. It was one of the most picturesque places I've ever seen. Recently, he says several of the ranches were bought by developers and turned into large acre housing developments. And needless to say, he says it's just not the same uh, anymore. Thinking of those times, he says, I just came across a picture of myself I wanted to share with you both. Uh, I will I will show the photo to Miss E here. Aww. And then I will read uh, what Steve had to say about this photo, which is a uh, old family photo. Um, he says, in the foregrounds, my grandmother, my sister, and myself. And Steve is a wee baby being held by his grandmother. But in the back, he says, the, the background that drew my attention. It pictures my dad and my grandfather on the ground wrestling a calf into submission. <laughs> uh, my, ca- my uncle, he says, an original cowboy sort of supervising in the hired hand, ready to harvest some Rocky Mountain oysters, eight-inch knife in hand. He says, you'd never know what was going on with the calm expression on my grandmother's face. And that's yeah, because right. I'm looking at the kids in the hat and the and the the lady in the front, and all of a sudden now I'm looking in the back. I'm like, oh yeah, look at that. All righty, go get it. Yeah, right. So I, I love that picture, Steve. That is hysterical. I love um, it too. Steve says the ranch was a place where I learned to ride a horse by going on a two day cattle drive up into the forest. Oh, that'll teach you. Fixed barbed wire fence with just a chainsaw, pliers, and a horse. 
The wire was dropped earlier for us. Learned to brand cattle. He says, I was a little guy walking behind and twisting the tails of the calves to get them into the suit to be branded without getting kicked. My daddy said spent his entire summers there when he was a boy, so I guess he wanted to share the experience with me. He says, I learned that ranching is hard work and can understand why a lot of the children ended up selling the ranch and land after the parents passed. Yeah. You, you know, that, that is something, Steve. You do have to love this life, right? Working whether on. it's whether it's on a ranch, whether it's on a, a you know our neighbors in their five hundred acre working cattle farm, or even you know people trying to homestead on forty acres. Like if you don't love it, or five acres. or five acres, yeah. If you don't love it, it's, you can't you, can, you, can, you can't get it done, right? There's if you don't have the passion, yeah. Like that's what's hard about trying to get the garden going. Like right now. Well, you've got the passion, just, but you just don't have the... I'm just worried about saving my butt right, right now. I'm just hoping that I can get through the next two years without feeling worse or getting worse so that I have something to look forward to that in in, in two years that I can milk the goats that had the babies this year because I can't milk because I'm sick out a week out of everything. I can't drag myself out there to do that. And and as much as you think you could do it, you, you, you have to have the heart and passion for it. Yeah, and... Yeah, you're right. Um, Steve says, um, uh, I learned that, yeah, like I said, sorry, I learned the ranching's hard work. He says, one more thing. I just love the pictures of the new baby goats and the bacon seeds. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no bacon, more bacon seeds. seeds. We, we ate them yep. all, or they went to freezer camp, by that the was, way. Uh, that, we had, yeah. We had a yummy ginger pork meatball dinner tonight with rice we and did. sauteed cabbage, and I sauteed the cabbage and pig fat. Oh, but you, you gotta, we gotta, we gotta make a slight digression here because we gotta talk about the whole hog. The, the, oh yeah, we didn't talk. We had, it's been a while. All right, so finish yeah. this email. Yeah. So Steve says, um, my wife wants to get a house and some land where she can have her own goats, chickens, and other critters. Getting eggs from the chickens in a garden will be the only food that she'll allow. As freezer camp is an unwelcome concept to her. Well, yeah, but that's hard because I like steak. Right. Well, I, I guess what Steve is saying is that you know she won't do the butchering herself. She'll right. Go, still go to the grocery store. Exactly. I get it. I you know. I, we don't have cows. So I got to go buy a steak. If I can't buy a part of a cow, I guess got to go at that. We have yeah. pork galore because it's really, it's 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 kind of easy to raise hogs if you have the space and you have time. Yeah. If you have the we're still, space we're still... and time, you can move them every week. Yeah. We didn't do that. No. We were bad. So we're and, we're letting the ground heal up for a year or two before we go back to having more. But in the meanwhile, we sent four pigs off to freezer camp, four adults, and we got 330 pounds of meat back in various cuts and um, coarse ground pork this time around. Last time I asked for chunks, and it was more... I, I never got around to make... I got around to making the sausage, but then it was like more of a, a dragged-on sort of process. So I said, hey, whatever's left over, just throw it all in and coarse grind it. Give it to me in 10-pound bags each, and then I can pull them out and make sausage as I want. So for today, uh, a couple of days ago, I pulled out ground pork and we made something else. I can't remember what was for dinner that night, but we still had some ground pork that I put through the grinder. Mm -hmm. So today it was turned into pork meatballs. But... After the four adults went to freezer camp via our butcher, we still had seven piglets yeah. that were about 50, 60 pounds a piece. Yeah. And I got my good friend Valerie, and we've talked about Valerie before. Valerie has taught me how to make cheese. Yep. She's taught me how to butcher. She is a true uh, polymath in all things farmy. Um, she came over on a Saturday. With her husband, Greg. With her husband, Greg, thank goodness. And we were able to pound out... Gut, skin, ice, seven, 50, 60 pound 
piglets in about two and a half hours. Yep. That was impressive. From beginning to end. Yeah. We just had, like, just going through, shook, 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 and we kept one, she took two, and we donated, like, uh, what, the remaining four to friends of ours. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was Saturday. So as soon as we were done with everything, I put one whole hog in a brine in a mm-hmm. cooler and left it sit overnight because it was cold outside. And then I put it on the grill for low and slow. I think I did it for six hours and left it at like 200 degrees. I think it was, I think it ended up, we were planning on six hours. It ended up being a little bit less. It ended up being about five. And um, I pulled it out and we just had the. Oh man, it was so good. Yummiest, most unctuous. Um, pulled pork yeah. ever. We, I just just shredded all of it. Just took it all off, every bone, everywhere, and we ate that for days. Yep. It was it was man. I have to say, the pork chops and the pork that you get at the grocery that are all like that pale pink, all low uh-huh. fat stuff. That's BS. That's not meat. Like they call it the other white meat, but that's because they bred those porks to be all lean and not very flavorful, so that you have to add flavor. Right. Our American guinea hog Osibo crosses had red meat. Yeah. Oh yeah. And when you roasted it, it was full of flavor and it had great fat content. Yeah. And so that's the nice thing about uh, home your own pigs. Like you get the dried up version of the grocery store, and you get that that. It's. I've heard Andrew Zimmern, the bizarre mm-hmm. foods guys. It's that it, there's the stickiness about homemade, like the the the, the fat and the collagen. Mm-hmm. That when you take a bite of it, the the fat is just unctuous and it's yeah. it's like not greasy. Yeah, it's different. It is. Well, it's like the eggs. I mean, so we're getting about a dozen eggs a day right Almost, now from our yeah. chickens, which means that all of our friends are getting, getting eggs a lot from of us. Free eggs. <laughs> and by the way, return the egg cartons, please, because I'm now buying them at Tractor Supply <laughs> at 49 cents a pop. And y'all aren't going to be getting free eggs much longer if I have to keep buying egg cartons. Right. Um, but it, again, like eggs are, are so different than the eggs that you find in the store. Yeah. When and I make it, homemade mayonnaise. Hey, limitations. When I make homemade mayonnaise, mm-hmm. our mayonnaise is almost as yellow as our mustard. Yeah. Yeah. Because the yolks are so orange. They're not just yellow. They're like orange. Yeah. Even, yeah, hard-boiled eggs, egg salad, potato salad with eggs in it. Oh. It has this bright yellow color. And people are like, what's in there? Because it looks like you could have thrown some turmeric right, in there. Right, exactly, yeah. For a fake yellow. But it's no, it's just our egg yolks. Yep. And everyone's doing great. Oh, and the other thing that we had on this this the farm this year is for the first time since we October of 2013, we had a hen who decided decided she was going to go broody, mm-hmm. and she sat on at first a dozen eggs. It seemed like, and we marked them all, but every single time she'd get up, the other stupid chickens would go throw another egg in. Right. So she ended up hatching out four. One didn't make it, but the other three are still running around with Mama Ida, yep. and she's still laying eggs. But what was funny was like after she got those four hatched out, she was done. The egg, the the rest of them, everything else was abandoned, which was fine. They weren't really finished anyway. But when I went into that nest, it was like, oh, great. I've got the four broken from the original dozen. I have the eight that are now old, but there were at least ten other eggs in there from the other stupid chickens. Oh, I need to lie here. Yeah. It always amuses me when I see some of these people on Facebook with their friends of chickens or whatever. And they anthropomorphize their chickens and they think their chickens are smarter or better Mm. than they are. Chickens are just nasty birds. 
Yeah, they're, they're dirty. Fun. I mean, they're, they're fun, but they're interesting. But they're just ugh, gross and dirty, and they you know they poop everywhere, and they're not. Yeah. They, they poop in their own food dish and their own water dish. They're they're less intelligent than goats. <laughs> like the smartest farmer out there is a pig. Oh, by far. By far, they're yeah. smarter than dogs. But chickens are like, yeah, please stop telling me how cool chickens are because chickens are just stupid. I mean, I, I like having them around. It's like chicken like soap operas are great. They, but. they kill up extra bugs in the yard. They provide fertilizer to the grass. They're scratching up and pooping, so they're actually aerating the lawn everywhere they are. Yep. They are a great addition to the yard. They eat bugs that, if we had guineas, it'd be even better because they eat fleas and ticks. But whatever. Ours are eating bugs and stuff that end frogs. All right, thinking of, uh, speaking of uh, scratching and pooping up the yard, I probably need to take Zelda out for a uh, evening walk. So Probably wrap, wrap up. Yeah. Um, so let me just uh, thank Robin and Tabitha and Pat and Aaron and Sean and Brian and Brent and Robert uh, and more for uh, and Michael. Uh, for uh, for all writing in and wishing us well and inquiring how things were going, and I'm glad that we were able to get back and do another 40 acres for you. Yes. Um, so as we leave you, I will say this. I think we're going to take the summer off. Uh, I had talked with uh, the folks from The Blaze, and we had... And for a while, we had kicked around the idea of just ending the podcast. I don't want to do that. I, I do enjoy the community that we have here. You might try a different focus, though. Yeah. It might we, not be just 40 acres and a foal. Right. But we'll, we'll, a little bit of foreshadowing, but we'll, we'll talk about that. But we will be back. But the plan right now is we're going to take a break over the summer. Uh, we'll pick back up again in September. We may change that, and you may get a couple of 40 acres and a foals over the course of the summer. Yeah. Um, who knows? But we want to be able to do it. We don't want, I, I don't know about, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I never want this to be an obligation. No, because it's not as fun. Right. If you have to sit here and be forced to do something, like any, you know, you know, seven-year-old, like, ugh, it sucks. You right. don't want to do that. Right. We don't get paid for this. No. I've never made a penny off of this podcast. I love and the trades, by the way. We I'm do love, saying, the, we love the bartering. Saying, I love Absolutely. the bartering. It's all good. <laughs> we are not getting paid for doing this. Like, other people might get paid for doing their podcast through the blaze network but we do this because we do like the community and we do love hearing from you so we feel bad when you tell us that we're bad yeah so we're just giving you words of warning don't expect anything else until september but maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised over the course of the summer that'll work and stop guilting me and stop guilting missy all right but i'm keeping track and i'm taking good care of her yep and in the meantime we'd love to hear from you and we'll try to be better uh via email yeah if we can't do the podcast right. we'll at least respond via email so 40 acre fool at gmail.com that is the email address if you want to do some bartering and some trading our p.o box is 817 p.o box 817 farmville virginia 23901 and you can just uh, write us in care of corny goat farm yep So until we speak again, have a wonderful summer. Be safe. Have fun. Live a little. Eat a lot. Eat a lot. It's (laughs) summer. This is the bounteous season. Eat the weird vegetables. Yeah. The one thing, so so to wrap up real quick, when I thought I was going to die, when we got the second cancer diagnosis, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, bleep. I need to teach you how to cook yes. because I don't want you guys eating frozen food for the rest of your life. So we got one of those food delivery packages. And I'm sad to say that I had to cancel my association with them because they're dicks about the NRA. And yeah, go ahead and... Well, okay, don't worry. Just keep going. But anyway, so I... I but while we were having the food delivered, um, Cam and I were having a great time 
with him learning how to cook. So I feel much better. We have a set of recipes that I know he can work on and um, and make and prepare. Yes. And I feel good because you're not going to die. And I'm not going to die. So. Um, but always, you know, be prepared. Good advice. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Be safe. Have fun. Eat a lot and be prepared. There we go. <laughs> In the summer, eat a lot of vegetables and fresh fruit. And go buy okay. some fireworks and, you know, fly the American flag on Independence Day. And, and Walk having, in the woods. Not nah, during the summer. Nah, that's where the ticks live. Well, you know, walk in the woods with flea and tick spray on. Okay. Take a walk. Go outside. Go outside. Visit the national park that's closest to you. Or the state park. Or oh, the state park you. that's the closest to you. There's so many in Virginia that are awesome and fun. And I know there are there are many in other states. Go, mm-hmm. go do that. It's not expensive. And pack a picnic. Do something fun. Good advice. Get it done. Good advice, babe. Live life. Like, take... Say I love you to the people that you love. Tell them how much you appreciate them now because one of these days they might not be there and they might not know how much you liked or appreciated them. You got to say I love you when you have a chance to say I love you. Well, I love you. I love you too. And we love you. And we love you guys. And thank you so much for being a part of our lives. And uh, we will talk to you again soon here with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.